Welcome to On Mission, the teaching ministry of the Mission Church in Irvindale. We exist to love God by loving others, leading them to become fully functioning followers of Christ Jesus. Join Pastor Mike as he teaches through the Gospel of Luke. It's in the actions of our hands and feet that really profess what we believe. And so life actions are the thing that carries the weight of what we really believe. It, it's, it is important to say with your lips, but it's even more important that the life you are choosing to live, the decisions you're making on a daily basis are reflecting uh, those professions. We come to verses 47 and 48. We find Jesus here is continuing on with the teaching device of parable. We saw that last week. And, and, and he's using this parable type teaching to paint a, a, a vivid picture so that there is maximum understanding. And the concept that he is using as he talks about all of this is a house's foundation. He uses the idea, something we all kind of understand, the importance of, of a proper foundation under a house to make his point. And Jesus says that the person who hears his words, now I want to stop there for just a moment. The person who hears his words, remember that Jesus' words are way more important than mine or your dad's or your grandpa's or anybody else's because Jesus is the divine son of God. I mean, he is God of very God. Therefore, when he speaks, he is speaking perfectly. He is unveiling what is actually true. Remember that he made the claim that he is the way, the truth, and the life. And so when he's speaking, whether he's speaking in our physical presence or whether he's speaking through the word of God, uh, his words carry a lot of weight. And so Jesus says that the person who hears his words and puts them into practice, they are like the man who builds a house on a rock-solid foundation. And when the the winds of life and the waves of trial blast against it, yes, it will take a beating. No doubt. That cannot be spared. But that life, that house will stand. Truth point number two says that the house of the parable is a metaphor for our lives. And when it comes to our lives, it is never a question of if Severe tribulation will come and beat against us, but when? I hope we all understand that. It's never a question of if. It's just a question of when. The when came for the Willis family as they drove down Interstate 94 in Milwaukee. Scott and Janet were traveling with their six youngest children to celebrate a family birthday. I'm sorry for the grainy pictures. Those were the best I could get. So they're with their six youngest children. They had three other children. They had nine total who were not, three were not with them. And as they were traveling down Interstate 94, they ran over a large piece of metal in the highway. And that metal flipped up and hit the bottom of the van and it punctured the gas tank. And when it did, that van turned into a raging inferno. Probably many of you remember that and have heard that story. As the van was slowing down, the parents were able to open the door and literally fall out on either side, but the children were hopelessly trapped and they died in that van. You know, I cannot imagine a greater storm assaulting the framework of a life. Can you? That's pretty, pretty vicious as it relates to a life storm. And I asked myself the question, how could any house... How could any life house 
literally stand such a devastating attack. And yet, we find that as the mom and dad, as Scott and Janet were in the hospital recovering from their own physical injuries, they gave this testimony to the press. God has demonstrated His love to us and our family. There is no question in our mind that God is good, and we praise Him in all things. We belong to Him. My children belong to Him. He is the giver and taker of life, and He sustains us. Wow. How do you say that? How do you use those kind of words after such a tragedy? And you know, I wish I could say to you that for the Willises, that was the end of the life trials that would come. But sadly, it wasn't. Unbeknownst to them, several years down the road, perhaps a couple of decades actually before it came, there was a storm looming heavy that came upon their family at the hands of one of their surviving sons. And you can look that up and find out all about it. But as we think about the Willises here this morning, I think we would all agree that this is an extreme example of a life storm. It is one that most of us will never, thank God, most of us will never, ever go through. But we still need to recognize that we will endure life storms. Because life storms is the product of living in a fallen world. And the question this morning is this, is when life storms come, is my spiritual house built on the rock of Jesus Christ? It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. And when they come, have I been building the right kind of foundation? Has it been built on the rock of the Lord Jesus Christ? And before, as good church people would, before you shake your head saying, absolutely, Pastor Mike, I ask you to rehear Jesus' words again. He said, those who hear his words and act on his words are like the man who builds a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock and when the flood arose the streams broke against that house it could not be shaken because it had been well built before we shake our heads too quickly in the affirmative let us ask ourselves the question are we hearing and acting James, the half-brother of Jesus, gives us inspired scripture about the inseparability of hearing and doing. James chapter 1, beginning with verse 22, says, But be hearer, be, excuse me, but be doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in the mirror. For he looks at himself, and then he goes away and and at once forgets what he was like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being not just a hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, that one will be blessed in his doing. Truth point number three this morning reminds us that hearing is only half of the equation. When the Master speaks... His words are meant to produce action in His servants' lives. And only when the servant hears and takes it to heart and begins to live it out 
is that truth then fully grafted within us. It's important for us to remember that. This is a great truth point. When the Master speaks, you know, when I speak, who cares? What have I got to say? Unless I'm repeating the words of the Lord, unless I'm repeating the words of Scripture, my words are meaningless. But even still, they're not authoritative because the authority rests in the one who brought those truths to us. And so when your teacher speaks or your daddy speaks or your mama speaks or your your financial accountant speaks or whoever it is that you value in your life, I mean, their words are probably important at some level, but they're not all important. And sometimes their words are meant for nothing more than for you just to, okay, I got it. I'll find a place somewhere down the road maybe to use it if, if it's necessary. But we who call ourselves disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ, we got to come to grips with something that's very important. And that is that when our Lord speaks to us, He never speaks just to fill our mind with information. He speaks intending that what He says will generate movement in our lives. And if it's not generating movement in our lives, then we have to understand that those words become dead to us. And then we're just living a spiritually dead life. And so we find that the quality of a life foundation is the combination of knowing, hearing, and doing. And that's when faith really becomes life-giving. Well, we come to verse 49. And we find Jesus concluding his sermon on the level by confronting us with the tragedy of a counterfeit faith. I don't know about you, you've only had to listen to this for a few minutes, but I had to study this for a couple of weeks. (laughs) And then I had to sit and write about it and think about it. And I got to be honest with you and say that I long since grew weary of it. (laughs) And the reason I grew weary of it is because I found it punching holes in many of my professions. And that made me very uncomfortable. From his words about salvation to what it looks like to follow him to instructions about kingdom living and the dangers of false teachers, Jesus is making it clear that hearing his words alone, now pay attention to this, that hearing his words alone offer no value to the hearer. Some of you will be tempted to say, I don't agree with that. That's fine. But think about it. Hearing his words alone, that means you you don't act. You just hear and you don't do anything with it. His words then offer no value to the hearer. And why is that? Because his words are action-oriented. Go look at them. Go look at them. His words are always intended to generate action. They're always intended to move us from where we've been to where we need to go. And nobody knows where we need to go more than he He knows perfectly the path that we need to walk on. And so I ask the question, could Jesus make it any clearer? But the one who hears, hears. It occurs to me that he didn't say, he who doesn't hear. He's not talking about the crowd who won't listen to him. And in fact, remember the crowd that he's sitting there speaking to? He has his apostles, the 12. He has hundreds of disciples. He has perhaps a thousand onlookers. And he probably has some of the religious elite who aren't mentioned, but we're pretty confident we're there. He's not talking about those people who have no interest in him whatsoever. He's talking about those who come and actually open their ears to hear. And he contrasts those with ones who take what he says and does something with it and those who don't. And he says here very clearly, but the one who hears... 
and does not do what he hears or what she hears. And I can't help but draw the the, the conclusion that, that many of us come and hear the word of God week after week after week after week after week. And we really, we hear it, we go, hmm, that was good, okay, like that, Uh uh-huh. We go on and then we do nothing with it. I've certainly been there. And he says very clearly, but the one who hears and does not do them is like a man who built a house on the ground without a foundation. I think every one of us in this room would know that is absolutely absurd. You would never want to do that. Why? Because when the stream breaks against it, it's going to fall. It has no substance. It has no strength. And the ruin of that house is going to be great. And so truth point number four says this. And I want to make sure you get this this morning. It's very important that Jesus' parable, these words that he concludes this sermon with, are not intended, are not intended to frighten you. They are not intended to manipulate you. They're not intended to force or cajole you. They are meant to inform us of an absolute universal truth. And what is that absolute universal truth? That the gospel is to be believed and it is to be lived out. This is On Mission. The Mission Church is located at 12001 Ridgemont Drive in Urbandale. To learn more about our ministry, visit our website at themissiondsm.org or call us at 515-255-2122. We gather for worship each Sunday at 10 a.m. We would be honored for you to join us. Have a blessed day, and thank you for listening to On Mission.